That's the wrong intro. Thank you so much for joining us on this very special episode of the Cannibal Horror Cast. I'm your host, Johnny Destructor. With me this week is Stephen Andrade. Hey there. And Mark underscore L underscore Miller. No. Who's who, <laughs> was that you or your stomach was, or your cat? That was my cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's timed perfectly. The cat is more into doing this show than you are, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she'll make a couple appearances here while we're talking here. She tends to be everywhere where I am. Uh, there we go. So we are we are streaming live on Facebook as well as YouTube. So if you have any comments, questions, if you want to just flip us the bird via text, you can do that. Uh, we will respond to you in real time. We are here to talk about a horror movie, so-called... Uh, we Summon the Darkness from 2019. It's an hour and 31 minutes. It's a horror thriller. Police came across another grisly murder scene last Ooh, night. Wait, I want to hear that. The walls covered in satanic symbols. Another gruesome ritualistic murder claimed the lives of six people last night following a heavy metal concert that local religious groups were protesting. <laughs> this is supposed to scare other people, not us. So you ready for Soldiers of Satan? All right, let's go. <laughs> Cheers to a night that we're going to remember for years to come. Here, here. My brothers and sisters, the evil that is heavy metal rock music is unwavering, and its goal to corrupt our children's souls. Girls, be careful now. There's a lot of evil out there. You don't think we can fend for ourselves? And uh, let's see, who who's in this friggin' thing? Uh, we got Alexandra Daddario, Maddie Hassan, Amy Forsythe, Johnny Knoxville, Kian, Kian Johnson, Logan Miller, Allison McAtee, et cetera, et cetera, some other people. Uh, and this is billed, well, I don't know if it was billed. From the trailer that I watched, I remember thinking it was a heavy metal horror movie. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's sort of that. <laughs> I guess uh, I, I think it's a little bit of both of those things while not being quite either one of those things. More um, of a, horror, a period horror comedy. Yes. I think that's a little better. And uh, let's see. Uh, IMDb has this to say about the, the movie, about the plot. Three best friends embark on a road trip to a heavy metal show where they bond with three aspiring musicians and head off to one of the girls country home for an after party. Now that is a great uh, IMDB description because it doesn't tell you who, who the culprits are and who the victims are or kind of really the plot. So um, I wish that what? I had just read that instead of watching the trailer. Uh, yes. Trailer gave it away. No, it gives away some of it. 
Yeah. Uh, I, lately, I've tried to just stay away from trailers altogether before watching it because it's just, I don't know, it's just frustrating these days because nobody has faith in horror anymore. It's like all these all these trailers give away every twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're going to, um, like, this, this movie does, is kind of reliant on one, at least one major twist. Yeah, definitely. Know? Which we'll get into. We're not going to spoil, um, I think, we're not going to spoil the movie straight off, right? Uh, but eventually we will get into spoilers for those of you who haven't seen it, because it is a pretty recent horror film. Yeah, um, I think it came out a week and a half ago, or a week ago. Oh, so. see, on the on IMDb it says 2019. I didn't realize it was 2020. Yeah, I, I guess it was filmed in 2019, but then in, it, it was just, just recently released, so. Oh, all right. You know. I don't think anybody's making right now. They're just kind of, I think they're putting out every movie that they have in the can right now. Yeah. It's the kind of content uh, these days, you know, streaming. Well, the, uh, let's, before we get into spoilers, let's just give our overall views of the film. Uh, Mark, do you want to go first? This was your choice. Yeah. Um, for me, I lived in this era, so I was mm. just like more, it was, there's definitely a nostalgic, like kind of vibe to it for me. Mm. Um, I like, you know, hung out with these sort of people and, um, you know, it, I I got some of the, the rock references that they were trying to throw in there. Um, but also, you know, there was, that was a day and age when you were so young that um, you didn't know all of like the good stuff and you MTV still had sort of credibility. So mm -hmm. you didn't really know MTV was your tastemaker instead of yourself. You know, you mm -hmm. hadn't developed that kind of sense of what's good and what's bad. So you're and and uh, I kind of liked the way they were, they had um, a couple of posers on in the group that weren't uh -huh. really, weren't really heavy metal fans along with heavy metal fans as well. Um, and so I think that, that's what that's what kind of appealed to me as far as um just this whole thing uh, just going into it and um and i think that while it's a little problematic um towards the end i really had fun with these characters and i thought that they 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 had a they had a good cast and um i i do think that it could have used a little bit more um uh, maybe a second pass at the script to kind of de yeah. develop some of the characters in ways that they should have, or, or in ways that kind of made it a little bit more of a hefty um, uh, thematically. But um, we can get into that a little bit later. But all in all, I I liked it. It was just like a kind of a boppy, good popcorn movie. Good time. Mm -hmm. Steven, what do you got? I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> um and again it's it's funny because a lot of the things that you are a little bit i think mark you're a little bit more forgiving of some things that i'm a little bit more critical of um i think i will say i think the cast did great with what they had uh i did not really have any problem with anybody's performance i thought like they all did a very good job in the parts that were written i do think that the inch the premise itself and I'm not going to talk about the, the twist yet. We'll do that when we spoil it. But I think the premise itself is a good one. I think it really it has merit. And I think if it, if it had been developed a little bit more originally, uh, I think it would have been more effective. My problem was that it felt very derivative. 
Um, it felt like there was a lot from horror movies I've seen before. Um, I got, especially most recently, I was thinking of Green Room, which is another like rock music horror movie that really is an, is a fabulous, uh, really well done, tense, suspenseful uh, film that like, marries the two universes. And uh, I, I felt a lot like they were trying to go for that kind of vibe, but they just couldn't match up with it because they kept falling back. The screenwriter kept falling back on the cliches and it ended up feeling a lot more like your typical teen slasher movie by the end of it. Um, and also the other thing that really took me out of it was the music because for a movie that's supposed to be so much about heavy metal, they did not get any heavy metal for the soundtrack, except they, I think they got like some generic, like Muzak version of heavy metal, just like to play in the background, like, Oh, we're finding a metal song on the radio. And it's just, yeah, three chords playing, uh, the songs they did include, however, um, heaven is a place on earth and, Heart and soul. I mean, I love Tapao and uh, Belinda Carlisle, but I know it's the 80s, <laughs> but come on, just put on some goddamn Metallica. I mean, yeah. I know it probably would have cost a lot more money to license. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I ended up just, unfortunately, I ended up just uh, really noticing all the flaws and then, you know, just getting, by the end, I was actually very bored with it because it felt so derivative to me. Mm-hmm. So I really wish that they'd taken that concept and, and done a little bit more with it and tried to make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. I, I, I'm somewhere in the middle of both of you guys per usual. I think uh, I found there were some things to enjoy about this, but overall, I think it's kind of forgettable. I didn't, I'm not upset that I watched it. I had a good time and uh, I agree with the heavy metal portions. I was excited. I was like, Oh, it's a heavy metal horror movie. These are generally kind of fun and, and exciting. And uh, I like the music usually. And so I was looking forward to that. And I think that a lot of the horror aspects could have been pushed more. I was hoping for more, but I think by the end, it felt very much like a nineties horror film, um, kind of like post scream where yeah. everyone's very, very uh, attractive, uh, but sort of the scares aren't really there and the gore isn't really there. So uh, I really wanted some more from this, but I also thought it was fun. Uh, you know, Sushan, my wife and I watched it together on my on my iPad. And uh, when she was done, she was like, what a fluffy horror movie. That was just <laughs> very fluffy. And I was like, yeah, it was. It was kind of fluffy. Like, was, you have some popcorn, you watch it, and you're like, all right, that's done. Let's move on with the rest of our day. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely glad I watched it. But um, I really wanted more out of it uh, especially having seen the trailer i was like oh okay this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun because there's some there's some i think comedic elements to the movie without going far enough into the comedic elements mm-hmm. to make it a horror comedy right. uh, and it's not a horror movie enough to call it a horror movie and it's not a heavy metal movie enough to make it a heavy metal movie so it's writing these three lines without really diving headfirst into any of them you know what i mean it's yeah. lacked the strength of its convictions um yeah. but uh um, yeah that's i mean that's where i'm at um yeah i don't do we want to start talking spoiling the movie yet or yeah it's kind of difficult to talk about this without spoiling it so if you haven't seen the movie yet we summon the darkness uh it's it's out now you could probably stream it somewhere i don't know uh we got a screener to watch so that was really cool but um yeah uh, i i think it's at least worth watching uh just don't get your hopes up (laughs) so 
So we're going to move on to spoilers from here on out. So um, be, be aware. I mean, I don't disagree with any of the criticisms you guys have. I think, you know, they could have splurged for some, you know, some, some, some dangerous toys, some kicks, <laughs> maybe some winger. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Uh, they, I mean, some cheesy horror. I mean, I get it. You, they're not going to get Metallica for this movie. Um, mm. That's just, you know, it's it's just not going to happen. But um, at the same time, um, yeah, to pow and, but I, I think Heaven is a Place on Earth. Is that the one they played? That's the one they played yes. when you know she is kind of stalking them in the house. I love that. I love that bit. I'm sorry. That was that was kind of indicative of the character though because she was a fake. Yeah. She was a I did like poser. I did like that part when they're at the concert and they're tailgating and they ask like what your first metal show was and it's obvious she wasn't a fan. She's like, "Oh, yeah, there's been so many. I just can't remember." Like and then the other girl's yeah. like, "It was this one" cuz like she obviously didn't yeah. know anything about the bands. Yeah, and the other girl, which I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to get I, I don't want to get into performances yet, but um, the, I, I'm I'm in love with the blind girl, <laughs> the one with the She's like just, the Madonna look who had to pee all the time. The, the, the totally, yeah. the totally freaking insane girl uh, there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that that that's that's probably I don't know seventy five percent of why I like this movie is just her, her performance. Mm-hmm. I just think it was really really fun, and she just went nuts with it. Um, and uh, she kind of reminds me a little bit of my uh, high school girlfriend. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Which is good and bad. There it is. Uh, but yeah, she was. Uh, but but anyway, um, as far as uh, um, yeah, the music just really. I didn't want it to be a, a deathgasm mm-hmm. type movie, yeah. which I liked. I loved deathgasm. I that, thought that it was, was great. A fun one. But um, that was a very specific type of. Um, horror movie or and very specific type of metal movie um i think they were this was like more it felt like even though it was like kind of when was it 89 or 87 88 they set it in i think okay okay so that's more like you know you've got your motley crew you've got your metallica you've got your and you you also have i mean things like bands like judas priest and a little bit more hardcore bands and stuff like that. But at, at the same time, there's still a lot of glam going on and mm-hmm. you, you don't see that a lot unless it's, uh, um, and I was totally into both sides. Like the glam metal was kind of fun at the time. I had my mullet rocking at the time. And so that was just kind of, uh, it, it's an era that you don't see a lot represented unless it was made in that era. Like the mm-hmm. lost boys, um, mm-hmm. everybody has their mullets like blowing really, <laughs> really big in that um and uh um the, you know there are so many movies made in that era that is, it's just indicative of the hairstyles and and all of that stuff so that was really um i mean you could tell they were having fun but also aside from the blonde it felt like everybody was just kind of wearing their hairstyle of what they have now it's like a 90s yeah. sort of or or it's like not a 90s but like a modern age kind of vibe to it almost um, well that's that's like, the problem i had when um we started watching it i went to sushan and i go when do you think this takes place is this modern uh the problem with setting it within that that particular subculture is that metal subculture is kind of consistent along the along the timeline you know i mean you can go to almost any 
any portion of, of the heavy metal subculture and find people still wearing mullets and, you know, ripped up metal shirts, you know, from the 80s. Uh, that's part of the nostalgia, right? So I wasn't sure mm -hmm. if it was a modern film or if it was a period piece. And it wasn't, I actually had to Google because they mentioned one of the bands, uh, I think it was Metallica, a certain, a certain um, band member leaves. And I, so I Googled when he left because he's like, oh, we saw we saw his last show with Metallica, and so I looked up that that person's last show with Metallica, and I was like, oh, that was in '87. So I guess it's a period piece. That's how yeah. I had to figure it out. Yeah, it's this is a yeah. problem I think happens a lot with um, now with horror movies set in the '80s. I had this problem with Final Girls too, which is a movie that I really liked, um, but uh, they a lot of times I feel like the movie makers are afraid to go full '80s with it and really look at. Mm the look of everything. Um, the last movie I can think of that really did it, um, that was a serious movie, not a comedy, because then you have like Hot Tub Time Machine and stuff like that where yeah. they, you know, do all the comedic stuff. But uh, The House of the Devil, I thought, did it really well where they went for a very 80s look and they really committed to that with the clothing and the hairstyles and everything. Mm -hmm. This one, it felt like, again, JD, you mentioned like post-scream kind of stuff. It felt more like that kind of thing. It was like, yeah. we want this to feel like the 80s, but at the same time, we don't want them to look ridiculous. So we don't mm -hmm. want to give them, you know, the big poofed up moose hair and bangs that I know I remember from when I was in middle mm -hmm. school in 88. But I still remember like that was the look like. For yeah, years it wasn't until after. the the um, what is she? She's like the uh, TV journalist. Mm -hmm. She's the only At one the who had like the big the big wall hair. You know what I mean? Right. And I think they gave. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's it's Val Val was reapplying her hairspray all the time and it, you know mm -hmm. they had that she had that bit going so right. she kind of committed to that and they gave her like the Madonna styling they gave her like the Madonna styling but then like Alexis um she had like one like strand of hair that was crimped yeah. like on one side and that was pretty much it and I was like I think they were just a crimping curl thing yeah I think they were just like afraid to make them look silly or make them yeah look it looked, it looked like look like three girls going to an 80s party with not really having been through the 80s no exactly they did have lots of joke call and twinkies so there you go they, they... what was with the twinkies jesus <laughs> i mean i'm a twinkie fan myself but god damn they maybe they were looking for permission for like whatever company would allow them to use it and twinkie was like sure what the hell like twinkies everywhere Reference Twinkies, Joel Cole. Yeah, they did. I mean, they did go. They got the retro box to all the hostess stuff, and I mm. think I yeah. saw some comic books like from the '80s. Mm. So it's like they tried a little bit to kind of put it in there. Um, yeah. I think one of the missed opportunities that they had was that it was based around this kind of um, satanic panic and the uh, the um, horror, the the church hysteria mm -hmm. that yeah. was going on in movies like um, what's the Santa Claus movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night. And how yeah. all the churches came out against that. And then that kind of opened the doors for the churches to go after all, every horror movie. And then mm -hmm. it led to the MPAA kind of um, um, censoring uh, all, a lot of the output that was going out in the horror movies in, this, in the kind of conservative aid. Um, and it, it just feels like um, that is some untapped potential that they could have gone into if they would have set this in 85, maybe, instead of the late 80s. I think um, I think it would have been a little bit more relevant, and uh, I think it, it would have lent that kind of um, uh, I don't know that that depth to the the theme kind of wanted because I think they they 
they were flirting with that issue with the whole um, church church going uh, people, and they basically they're I mean spoilers uh, girls are are the killers here. Uh, it's not the mm-hmm. guys. Um, we all, we we're it's okay to do that right now, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Since we're in spoiler territory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with with Johnny Knoxville's character being the priest uh, or the 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 pastor and uh and you know there's all of this sort of religious verses the and metal is about the devil and, and all of this stuff i think that that um that i wish they would have gone a little deeper with that i think mm-hmm. i also wish that the um because there's basically two twists and this is like one of the things that made me want wish i hadn't seen the trailer is the trailer gives it away pretty quickly that the girls are the killers um and what it doesn't give away though is that they are um not actually satanists but they're you know they're doing it because they think they're doing god's work and you know exposing people to the evils of heavy metal music and satanism and everything um my problem with that the way it's handled in the movie because i think that's a really interesting notion but the reveal that they're the killers comes um they drug the guys that they bring to the house the guys wake up, they're tied to the chairs. There's all the satanic stuff drawn around. Um, so right there, okay, so as the viewer, you're like, okay, the girls are the satanic cult. But within two minutes, um, Alexis, the leader of the group, tells them, no, this is all it's all bullshit. You know, we're just, we're doing this because it's uh, God's will. To do. And then they kind of give away the second twist right there. And it seems like a real wasted opportunity, especially because... Um, None of them particularly seems like a uh, devout or uh, kind of a, a maniacal religious person, you know, somebody who's, who would really be into that. And uh, we get it with, with Bev because she's like the one new to the group and she's the one obviously from the get-go that's uncomfortable doing everything. But, you know, Val, just like you said, she just seems like she's a crazy girl out for a good time. And Alexis' character just seems like um, she's out to murder. So I don't know. They just didn't get. I, I don't think they struck the right balance of like mixing the craziness with the kind of religion aspect. I agree. The especially when you know I was thinking when I think of religious zealot in a movie, I always think of the mist, and mm-hmm. just how great she was at being so devout uh that she's insane and mm-hmm. had they brought an element of that i think to these girls who are there to um do the lord's work it would have felt better they just again they seem like they were cosplaying first as um heavy metal girls and then secondarily as christian girls uh neither one felt a hundred percent um and then so they knock out the guys right and then they the, the three guys wake up and they're in their underwear and they're in the girls, one of the girls' house, which they have for some reason spray painted uh, uh, satanic ritual stuff all over the place. What for? What you're There's, you're in your own home. There are several plot holes. One of the ones that I notice is um, when they talk about like trying to get away, and one of the girls says, "We slashed your tires." I'm like, wait. So then there's this guy stuck in your house, <laughs> just stuck there in your yard, and you're gonna have to like get new tires before you get rid of it. It's like doesn't seem to make any sense. 
So, and then we find out at the end that Johnny Knoxville's secret plan against his daughter was that the daughter was going to be a sacrifice. He was sacrificing the daughter so that his congregation would believe, because uh, he said, they're already, they're already suspicious of us, even though we have no inclination of that until that, you know, that uh, delivery. And then he's like, so I'm going to murder my daughter so that the congregation doesn't think that it's us doing it. Um, but then why does the daughter do all that stuff? Doesn't that make her like a bell go off in her head of like, why am I, Hey dad, why am I spray painting all of this stuff in the house? Uh, just curious. Um, but I guess she's just not that intelligent of a character. Is, is that's why? I don't know. It's not really explained. I think she's nuts. You know, yeah. she is, she is a little loopy. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't, explain, but I think it's, it's more like they, um, and Obviously, all of these guys are supposed to be playing high school or just out of high school kids. And yeah. I think most at least 30 years old. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Alexandria Daddari is not like a teenager. Yeah. Um, the other two might be able to pull it off a little bit, uh, the other two girls. But Alexandria mm -hmm. Daddario is just, I think she's too tall and too well developed and too kind of, uh, and they all fit together, but she's like, uh, she's more like a model. Uh, well, in, to be fair, they never really say you know? what age they are, do they? No. I mean, they could be in their 20s and they're just yeah, going to yeah. heavy metal. Yeah. Although they do read Seventeen Magazine and Bop still. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess what, maybe they are supposed to be teenagers. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of plot holes in this movie. But, again, it didn't really take away from the fun of it. But mm -hmm. I just really wanted, like... The movie itself, and maybe this is because of the twist, right? Where it's they're not really girls who are into heavy metal. Mm -hmm. um, the movie itself looks like it's going to be a heavy metal horror movie, and it's not. And I, yeah. I kind of wished it was. Um, but I guess why would it be if the kids are pretending? You know what I mean? Right. So it's. I think they're intrinsically tied together. The thing I wanted is not what I got. Just like the guys in the movie thought they were hanging out with, you know, uh, heavy metal girls who, and turns out they were just Christian murderers. <laughs> now yeah. the, I think the um, acting is pretty spot on with everybody. I liked everybody mm -hmm. in the film. Um, I think earlier you said they did what they could with what they were given. Yeah. I thought, I thought that yeah. they did a good job. Um, you know, uh, the one Kovacs, the, the kind of spazzy guy was really yeah. annoying at first. Cause again, his part was written just like, you know, obviously I'm the wacky one. I'm the wacky one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jerk off with a beer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, um, I did. But, you know, and, and again, it's, you know, it, it got better as it went on with his character. Mm -hmm. But I just think that the writing was a little shallow and it really could have used yeah. a little bit more. Um, and also in terms of casting, like I understand like Johnny Knoxville, he's kind of a name and it's kind of like, oh, look at that fun casting. Johnny Knoxville is a preacher. I'm wondering if they had cast somebody who maybe was more well known as somebody who was playing kinder parts or somebody who didn't have like a, you know, kind of like a dark um, mm -hmm. reputation, if that would have made it a stronger I mean, again, this is a fluff movie, but, you know, in yeah. terms of making more of an impact, um, like I was thinking um, Ty Burrell, who's on Modern Family now, 
um oh. who is like for years now he's just like played goofy parts and like kind of like the fun guy but before that he was in like the uh dawn of the dead remake he was he's always playing kind of assholes leading up to that Oh, that he was in that i forgot you're right and i thought and watching this movie and seeing johnny knoxville i'm like hey, it's too bad they couldn't get someone like ty burrell because he's someone who right now has kind of the reputation as being, oh, he's like humorous, he's a dad, he's kind of funny and silly whatnot, but he also can go more dark. And yeah. I think it would have made for a stronger twist for that second twist or, or third twist or whatever, just see that, you know, he's orchestrating the whole thing. So yeah, I mean, if we're going to move on, we already talked about the script and the characters. Mm-hmm. The script's not great. The character, I like the characters personally. I think despite the script flaws, I think the characters themselves mm-hmm. are interesting and fun. Um, they were a little, like, especially the guys in the band, the the three guys were very cookie yeah. cutter. Like like the, the spazzy one and then the guy who's leaving and is kind of like the sensitive loner type and then the other guy. And I wish that they would have developed that a little bit more because when it comes to it, none of that really meant anything, you know? Right. And I, I think they definitely could have pushed that a little bit farther in characterization. Um, yeah. My notes were the boys felt very naturalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the most part, the girls were fantastic. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of bits there when the guys are succumbing to the, to the um, not poison, but the uh, drugs that, you know, they've yeah. been drugged, they've been laced mm-hmm. their drinks and the girls get a little too, like ooh, we're like they like kooky witches. They almost seem like in a, yeah. in a, in a cheesy Halloween movie. Like me, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a little over the top. But I think oh, through the rest of the movie, I think they're great. Uh, mm-hmm. When they're trying to get to them through the door and everything, they seem um, appropriately frustrated that they can't get to the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of their ideas were kind of interesting. Uh, the raid under there, gassing mouth. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. So, what did you think about the uh, you know the the scares and the effects in this? I thought, um, well, the fake blood and everything was good. Um, like when they did like the knife wounds and stuff, I thought that was yeah. handled well. The um, the gunshots were a little weird. Um, they just seemed really like I don't know, like pop gun kind of like I don't know. It just mm. maybe it was just because they I don't know. They seemed very uh, sound effect wise, very kind of tinny, just like pop, yeah. and that's it. And also the fact that like the the mullet kid gets shot in the back and then he's up and and going and he's yeah. fine. It's like really, yep. Because your friend got you know his arm sliced and I, I guess it got an artery, but he's he's dead. And then yeah. you get popped in the back and you're fine. Okay. And then and then not only that, they're trying to make their getaway to get to the van, and he's like, I can't make it. I can't go. And she's like, Now you're fine. And they just kind of like he's like, All right, I guess I'm fine. And they get into the the van, and then the next scene is they go back to the um. I don't know, the A plus, whatever mm, you want to call it, the, the corner store. Yeah. Yeah, the quick stop. And uh she gets like some gauze and then throws it in the back seat when she gets in. She gets like first aid shit and throws it in the back seat. And she's like, all right, let's get out of here. Wait, <laughs> he was dying a second ago. That's yeah, fine now. It's all congealed. Yeah. And Although well, when they stab uh they stab the first dude in the neck, mm-hmm. that was pretty good. That was that was a good effect. And I actually I was kind of sad that uh that he got killed so quickly and that was like that was an effective thing because i thought he was um again it's not a broadly written part or anything not very deep characterization but i thought he had a very naturalistic manner um yeah. he seemed um 
like in character it seemed like somebody i've known you know i knew people like that in high school mm-hmm. and it's like you know people who were maybe a little bit scary but then like base decent people you know they mm-hmm. they're just like a little bit into like the harder edge kind of things but they're good people and everything and I, yeah and so that was kind of like not a scare but that was kind of a shock that they mm-hmm. killed off one of them so quickly yeah um, um also I right. do. I am very sad that my favorite character got killed, and that is the cokehead stepmom. <laughs> I was very sad to see her go. <laughs> I was sad. I she was kind of fun, but they did that fucking bullshit that they all that, that happens all the time, where she gets stabbed, and then she's just like, "I guess I'm dead." Yeah, okay. I hate that. Especially if you, that. you hit coke. my off button. She had all yeah. that coke in her system. She would have been like, "That's true." The girl, send me back. <laughs> It's very true. Yeah, very yeah, true. Right? She'd have been, yeah. yeah, she'd have been kicking for a long time. <laughs> she'd uh, been running around stabbing them. Wait, are you talking about characters now? Yeah. Well, we're talking okay. about the scares and the effects. What did you think of uh, the effects and uh, I the thought, kills? I really thought that first kill, um, the one where uh, she stabs the guy right here and it just gushes. I thought that wow. was really, really um, well done. And it was bloodier than I thought I was expecting because it had been yeah. so non-bloody up till then um and then um you know that was really the only really super huge death um although yeah. oh. I, I i thought the uh, my girl you know her hair gets caught on fire <laughs> that was awesome i thought it was awesome too and it was and it was one of the few poetic deaths that they had um where it had something to do with her personality um but then at the same time i wanted her to come back in the end with like big old crispy hair and burnt up face. That last shot where it's Alexis in the road after she fell through a window and landed on brick walkway. It's like, that should have been Val with her head all crispy. Cause we saw her run out. It definitely should have been her. Yeah. I said that to Sushan. I'm watching, we're watching. I'm like, Oh, I'm, I want to see, I want to see the blonde girl with her head on fire still. Yeah. All (laughs) melted and stuff. I just thought, I I mean, did you guys think I, I just thought she had an energy and she was giving it her all that I didn't yeah. see I didn't see the rest of them doing that. Everyone else was kind of holding back. Um but she was like the the bubbly, you know, and she even kind of gave a little depth to her character. She talks about like uh it seems like she might have been abused as a younger kid. Um and uh you know, she talks about like she has that conversation in the car as they're driving there about um Oh gosh. Uh, oh. It, you know, it was it's right towards the beginning and they they talk about like something in her past and how she knows something might have been her father that did something to her mm-hmm. or they're talking about fathers and um and then and, and the other girl is has a, a decent character as well. Um she was on actually uh she was on Hellfest which I don't think oh. anybody saw Amy Forsyth, but she was also I think a lot of people will recognize her from Channel Zero. She was in she was in the no, the no way house or whatever it was, the no space house. That, or that was season two. Yeah, the one where they go and they find the house and every it comes every year. It's like a, ha- a haunted. Oh, that sounds cool. House. I've only seen the first season. I loved it. Yeah, season two is actually not bad. Um, I, I mean, kind of thought she looked like uh, a grown up. Ab- What's your name, Abigail yeah. Breslin? Yeah, she definitely has that kind of look to her. Yeah. yeah, and and it's funny. I just saw Zombieland uh, Double Tap, and um, which I had fun with. Um, but Abigail Breslin is. It's kind of all grown up in that one too. It's it's it's, mm. it's weird seeing her grown up, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, um, but yeah, I mean, and Alexandria Daddario, I just feel like her character was underwritten, and it just did not feel like she was giving 
as much as some of the other characters were. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Johnny Knoxville, I think it, it, he was playing against type, and I, I I kind of like it when when people do that. Um, he was trying for a, a little bit more of a uh, more serious role and to kind of be a little imposing. And I think that comedic actors, when they do act serious, I think it, it's 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 really fun to see that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's no like Robin Williams or uh, <laughs> you know or or whatever. You know, any of these other like comedians who end up being like super amazing actors um, in dramatic roles. But I mean, it was nice to see him play against type that way. Mm-hmm. So. Um, at no point did I think that he was not going to try and murder that kid when he yeah. sat in front of the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. He was, yeah, he was totally. Um, and that's the thing; it gets a little, it gets convoluted there. Um, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating things because we're this oh, is the okay. first time, the first time I've been able to hear hear everybody clearly in this whole podcast. <laughs> but um, when it, it, I think Stephen, you mentioned where they give the the spoiler. Of, of they give the uh, the twist of them being the killers, and they immediately pile on that second twist of well, we're not even Satan worshippers; we're we're Catholics, and we figure that if we make the Satan worshippers look bad, then everybody will flock to see flock to our church. Yeah, and it's all kind of compounded in one big villain monologue that I just don't. I, I, I it was just way too contrived, I guess, and mm-hmm. and. Uh, and so too much discourse, I think, I think it, it could have come out a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe have Johnny, uh, Johnny Knoxville reveal that about the character when he comes in um, that might add a little oomph to it. Um, but uh, like I said, it just feels like there are, are so many elements here that I like, but they're just not mm-hmm. fit, fitting in the right places. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's a good way good- to put that. Yeah, contrived is a good adjective too because I feel like that's what happens is that it falls into patterns of movies we've seen before, things we've seen before, or just like these kind of plot occurrences that are just like really that's what's going to happen. Like Bev goes into the shed, goes to a motorboat, and yeah. then sees a tackle box full of money in an envelope that just happens to have all these pictures of real estate. Unbelievable. Together. It's- and then she wields the boat motor as a weapon, which I said, <laughs> that's a funny thing to wield. And it, 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 it turns on and off like, With a uh, like a light switch. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like every other boat in any other horror movie. It takes like 30 times to rev it up. But this one, it's well, like... Yeah. The pastor's got so much money, he can afford a push button <laughs> outboard motor. Yeah, I guess so. You know what else so. he can afford? A second fucking safe. Yeah, <laughs> to put all those super important documents and cash into not in the tackle box, you know. Jesus, because I said I said to Sushan, why is it in here? Why doesn't he have it? Where's his safe? And she goes, he has a safe. That's where all the cocaine is. Remember? And I'm like, yeah. oh right, yeah. Just get another safe, you dumbass. No, that safe was full of cocaine. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> He's like Scarface over here. Um, I guess I'm watching, uh, I, I've seen too much justified and, um, and all of those, uh, I'm watching Ozark right now and all of them have like this kind of seedy element. And just when she saw the tackle box with the money in there, it just reminded me of, of, you know, where Jason Bateman's character is like hiding his money and, and like there it's, it's almost like out in the open and you're wondering why the hell he's hiding these things out in the open like that. Um, Maybe it speaks to their arrogance. I, I don't know. But it, it also, I think it's just kind of, it, it did feel a little bit lazy um, it, at mm-hmm. some times. Um, but, 
Damn, damn it. I loved that the one blonde character. <laughs> God damn it, Mark. I just love it. I mean, I just thought that every time she was, she was on screen, it livened up the movie. And it's like, you know, she was the party girl. She was the one that was trying to make everybody feel good and forget all their woes and, and yeah. uh, you know, just drinking along, just having fun. And, and uh, I'd that, hang out with her. She seems cool. Yeah. Yeah. She seemed cool. <laughs> out of all of them, I think I like that. And the other dude that was just like the goofy, like mini Ethan Embry. <laughs> like guy right. <laughs> um he was kind of fun too he was in a just recent movie called prey that was out by blumhouse that came out oh. i think it was out just like on demand um and he was basically um shipwrecked on an island um and there's there's some type of uh monster thing on the island that's killing people um which is very very much like the the uh um, plot to sweet uh sweetheart which is on Netflix now as well. So both of those are on Netflix. They basically have the same sort of plot. Um, oh, okay. Castaway, would you, Castaway would you recommend one of them over the other? Sweetheart, I think, is better thematically because it it has this kind of theme of, um, and, and also just in execution, better acted, better uh, just all around. Uh, it's basically about this this girl that washes up on, on this island and there's a sea monster out there out on the island it's very simple man against nature but then later in the movie it comes it comes around as she's trying to convince these other people that there is a monster and no one's believing her and they raise up this time when she when one of her friends says oh is this like when you were assaulted and it, it kind of talks about it, it it talks about the just how hard it is sometimes for when if women are attacked to uh to get people to believe them and, right. and, and like to have people take them seriously and um and so it i think it just thematically it's just a much better uh sort of uh sort of film that sounds um, cool. in that sense i yeah it's on netflix right now i just reviewed it today i put it on my sweetheart. site so, nice. yeah it's called sweetheart it's it's i, I thought yeah. it was better than average so yeah pretty good pretty I had cool a couple, of, couple of notes uh so the victims they they break out of the they break out of the chair right so they've been bound up their one buddy's been skleet skleets you know murdered in the neck yeah. and then um they don't call the police <laughs> they there do are not, no phones there's no phones in that rich I, person's house yeah i know i i don't know well it was the 80s so you had to get a phone with a real long cord so you yeah. can drag it into uh, the yes into the pantry but there <laughs> just then, happens to be everything you need duct tape and wine bottles yeah, and i love it yeah, I, right I like it that they try everything but the kitchen, but the kitchen sink to to yeah. just get them out of that little room. Like they light fires and they're like all hunkered down by the by the crack <laughs> and they're blowing they're blowing some like uh, aerosol cans in there just to try to yeah. To I think it was like bug spray or something. Yeah, yeah, just to poison them out. And they tried yeah. like lighting it on fire <laughs> and and uh, yeah, it's just that um, kind of. I wish there was more of that. It was kind yeah. of like a almost like a home alone thing where it's like the girls are trying one thing after another to get these guys. And they're, the guys are just getting bloodier and bloodier as it yeah. goes along. <laughs> and like that guy just eventually just bleeds out. I think yeah, he doesn't he does. really yeah. die. Uh, he doesn't really like die from his wounds immediately, but he's like, He's like Even after uh, being shot. The one woman gets stabbed yeah. and falls over like she's a mannequin. The, I hate I hate it when stomach wounds and people just fall and die because we all know from Reservoir Dogs that that shit takes forever. <laughs> You're going to be okay. Yeah, Say the yeah. goddamn words. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to take hours. You know, we all know that. But for some reason in, in these horror movies, they have them get stabbed in the gut and they just 
crumble over and immediately they're dead. I, yep. I, I, you know, I like a little more realism than that. In my, in my uh, and then later on, um, so the, what is it? They, Oh, we slashed your tire. So they can't leave with the van, mm-hmm. but literally what are they? Oh, Oh, the girl goes upstairs. She's got the keys to the other car. So yeah. we got to go upstairs in the dark while they're playing the 80s song to try yeah. and get the keys off the girl. Dudes, there's a murdered police officer there who got here in a car. Most likely searched, has a car. Yeah. Search. No, you saw him pull or, up. I mean, or most likely has keys on him. Yeah, that's why. I'm yeah, exactly. Radio search. that you can call more police. Yes. To get Thank there. you. Yeah. And it's it's usually protocol for a cop to call in what they're doing when they're going yep. in alone. Anyway, you know, I'm gonna go in and do this. So if you don't hear back from me in say 45 minutes, you might want to send yeah. out another cop car. But um, yeah, I mean, and also I really wish I love nihilistic endings. I'm yeah. so sick of the happy endings where like there's like this accomplishment. They ride off into the sunset. Um, I think it would have been much. I, I would have liked it. It would have felt more like a Heather's or a uh, mm-hmm. um, or a, a, the craft if it would have had something a little bit more. Um, just just have. I don't know. Just have some some way of of uh, her not driving off into the sunset with the money yeah. and and um, and just kind of all of her problems are now over with. She's got the guy and she's got the the uh, all this other stuff. Which like mm-hmm. that's what are they gonna do? Like just live off the land now? He's or... gonna be fine. She got some gauze at the store. He'll, yeah. he'll be fine from his <laughs> bullet wound in his exactly. back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I I, th- I do think that. They went for the they went for the Hollywood ending, um, and they just it, I, there were some nice the nice score. I love the effect of uh, what's her face with her hair caught on fire and she's running around. She's like, yeah, that wasn't bad CGI either. No, no, she it, was it, so far away from the camera that it was wasn't too bad. I wanted her to get on a motorcycle and she could be a new Ghost Rider. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's um, your new pitch um, for Marvel. Yes. <laughs> So that's how Ghost Rider started. Just too much hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could talk about the score. Do you guys have anything to say about the score or the music? I would have liked some. I would have liked some metal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than we yeah. talked about that earlier, I think that you know that some lesser known rock bands from that eighties, maybe some Rat or some mm-hmm. uh, you know something like that, some Poison or autograph. Anything, <laughs> autograph. Yes. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Um, you know, but I think and I think that. The thing is, that I think that these these this was pretty Holly, a Hollywood ish movie, you know, so yeah. it, it, it played it safe in a lot of places. But, you know, there are so many um, metal bands that are still around and metal goes so hand in hand with horror. I don't think they would have had any problem getting um, a couple of metal bands to really provide mm-hmm. a, a good score to this and a good or just loan some music or come up with a new mm-hmm. song for this. You mm-hmm. know, I. Um, and I, I, I don't think that that would have been a problem at all had someone actually made the effort of doing that, but yeah. it did feel almost like a, a breeze through that era. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like I was living through it. It was just felt yeah. like they had heard about eighties things and they're doing it, you know? Yeah. And earlier I was talking about that and that, uh, I was disappointed that it wasn't a heavy metal horror movie, but that's part of the plot is that these guys are sort of seduced by these girls who are just sort of faking it. Um, But I still think the music of the movie should have reflected 
if you're going to go that route with mm-hmm. this whole horror, um, I'm sorry, heavy metal theme, at least make the soundtrack heavy metal. Now, earlier when we were talking about she starts playing, it's not Debbie Gibson. Who is it? Uh, Belinda, Belinda Carlisle. Carlisle. Belinda yeah. Carlisle. Heaven is a place on earth. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought that was a really good, like, Mike, or sorry, um, uh, what's it called? A needle drop. I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty good. But yeah, I think the rest of the, I don't remember the score at all. No. I don't care about the score. Um, but yeah, I definitely could have used some actual metal in the in or, the movie. Or in combination with that, once the twist that they're actually Christians is revealed, get some, you know, some Christian songs or some Get some Amy Grant in there. Striper. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. I think that would have also been more effective if like, again, yeah. you know, I don't want to repeat myself, but again, like going back into like you, if you there were supposed to be religious zealots, the script should have reflected that in a little bit better way. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It, it, um, it felt like a good first pass on a script that mm-hmm. needed, yeah. like if someone would actually read the script and they would say, well, you know, fleshing out this character, fleshing out this scene or this theme. And I, I, they were really onto something, I think, but it just wasn't, mm-hmm. uh, wasn't completely there. Still, I had fun with it. Yeah, no, yeah, despite <laughs> like, all this. Yeah, there's a lot of criticism we're doing right now, but I, I, yeah. I still, I, I still had had fun with the whole thing. Mark is and easily it, swayed by the blonde girl. I am, <laughs> I am, but at the same time, it just all around, it just felt like a. Uh, I, I, I love like the nihilistic stuff as well, but at the same time, um, but um, just the, the lightheartedness of just like the kind of girl fun to it um mm-hmm. you don't you don't get a lot of those in horror yeah. and so um even though i didn't like the ending i think that just all the way up to the ending it just the vibe was it was really light and up and the conversations seemed real and i think mm-hmm. in that aspect it was it was fun um, yeah. was, um but uh but yeah uh, thematically and in, in, in story wise i think it could have been uh, a lot a whole lot better I think this would be a great movie to have on if you're at a party and you don't really care if people are talking a little bit over it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. It's like yeah. fun to have on if you're like, yeah, have horror movie buddies and you just want to hang out and watch something and goof off. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, what did it's, you... it's no human centipede, but it's, you know, it's still pretty yeah. fun. <laughs> uh, compared to other horror movies in the subgenre, I would compare it to The Craft a little bit. Um, oh. in some ways, um, hmm. just in that it's a, a couple of girls all like doing stuff together and it might not be exactly witchcraft, but it's, right. it's got that kind of theme to it. Any hmm. pop into your head? Um, well, like I said, when I was watching it, I kept thinking of two movies. I kept thinking of green room, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and I kept thinking of, uh, scream. Uh, especially mm. the end of Scream, once it's revealed who the killers are, and then it becomes the same kind of like cat and mouse thing. Yeah. Um, and I guess there's also, you know, like I said, I brought up House of the Devil, which looks at, you know, the whole 80s satanic panic in uh, a more sincere way or more taking it more seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this one is obviously a little bit more lighthearted view of that. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I didn't really like it <laughs> yeah <laughs> there, there was a movie that is all is kind of similar to this a little bit but it, it's more supernatural it's called uh, all cheerleaders die i don't know mm-hmm. have you guys seen that i've seen it's on netflix right because i think uh, I've it might be it. yeah um and it's basically about these these jocks they um accidentally run these this car full of cheerleaders off the road and they try to cover it up 
and one ah. of the one of their friends is a Wiccan, and she brings them all back to life, and so they all go back and they try to get revenge on these jocks. Um, so it's like undead cheerleaders versus murderous jocks. I and totally want to see that now. Yeah, it, it's that, doc- me too. <laughs> it's by it's by Lucky McKee who did. Uh-huh. Oh woman. yeah, all right. Yeah, and so but it's it's very much less intense as uh, it's more of like a uh, it's got a Heather's vibe to it. I think which. I think this is trying to have a Heather's vibe, but I don't know if it truly achieves that level of, of yeah. awesomeness, you know? Um, but, um, but yeah, all cheerleaders die, I think is still, it's, it's all in the same kind of like subgenre of like a group of group of girls get into some kind of mischief and they're not, they're not totally good girls. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. the call yeah. or the craft is like that. Um, Heather's is like that a little bit. Um, it's, it's just got this kind of uh, mean girls vibe to it a little bit, but um, still mm-hmm. at the same time, it's likable characters. So. Yeah. I kept thinking, I tried to watch a movie a couple of days ago called um, satanic panic. And um, yeah. it, it tries so hard uh, that it's, it it's unpleasant um i, I got like to the, the part where the, yeah she was good yeah uh, i got to the part where she gets to the someone else's she escapes and she gets to someone else's house and they they're wearing some sort of like budsaw dildo contraption yeah and yeah. i was like yeah all right that's that's fine um <laughs> yeah so it yeah is, yeah um, i i i that's another one that i think that it's it just doesn't there's there's like a level you can go and then it, it's almost like people go right up to that line and then they mm-hmm. they're afraid to just go over and it it really could lead them into something great if they go into that kind of just crazy territory but um yeah. not just for random reasons but just for like you know just as far as like any story goes and i think so many times these horror movies are just holding back either because of budget or they're trying to make it into like a mainstream kind of outlet mm-hmm. rather than make a classic horror movie that we all sort of grew up with. Um, and, and so I think that uh, a lot of times they're, they're just, they're not willing to go that extra mile that, that I think that we're all fiending for. Um, um, I'll tell you what did though. And I, I think um, had I watched this before I saw this other film, I may mm-hmm. feel differently about it, but it's hard not to compare it to the babysitter. Oh yeah. Have you guys I, seen that? I, I love not. that movie. Yeah. It is like it's that. so good. Yes, it is very much like that. Um, I, I think Babysitter is so much so much better, and um, Samara Weaving is amazing, um, and in everything she does. I haven't seen Guns Akimbo yet, but I have to see it. Uh-huh. Um, you've heard about that, right? Where, oh yes, where uh, Harry Potter gets guns nailed to his hands, and then he's got to yeah. just go around, and it's like a game. It's like a video game, but in real life, and they have to just kill each other. On the, it's looks amazing, but. Um, but yeah, it, that was directed by M. McG. That's oh, that was movie. awesome! Yeah, but babysitter. Uh, yeah, Stephen, get it if you get a chance, man. I think it's on Netflix. I I have seen it's it awesome. on Netflix. Um, it's so good. A that's a that's a really good one. But um, yeah. I think this that that movie does everything that this movie wanted to do but didn't or mm-hmm. couldn't. Yeah, the the ritual that they did in that movie is so much more effective than the ritual yeah. scene in in this movie. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we won't ruin it for Steven. So no, thank you. Uh, yeah. Do you guys have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, pop a bowl of popcorn, and yeah. you know this movie is about as deep as that. I think just just have fun with this movie. It's not mm-hmm. gonna 
I don't think it's 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 something that you're is gonna make it to my like best of list of the year. But I do think it's it's one if it's on TV, if it's on like cable or something, or if it's on Netflix and I don't have anything else to watch, I would I would watch it again just because it's kind of funny and something to watch and something to have on in the background. Like you said, at a party or at a if it was playing at a bar, I think it, that's mm-hmm. kind of the perfect venue for it. Although then you couldn't hear uh, my girl's amazing. <laughs> lines and everything she says yeah i just love it when she's like there and she's like she's upside down and she's oh, that was like great she's like you guys want to do a three-way and she's like trying to get these <laughs> she's trying to get these guys out of this closet in any way possible and by that time she, she's already revealed how how insane she is and i think yeah the fact know, that she's she's up or you know she's uh bent over and looking through her legs like that it really adds something to the yeah it, to the performance I mean, yeah it's just that's it's it's very Harley Quinn like I think it, it's mm. just it, yeah. Her, oh, yeah her attitude about murder was is just kind of awesome uh, you know I it's I kind of just want to see a movie with her <laughs> you know right, right. that character in like another movie we can have her hair yeah. burned and she's wearing a wig or something but <laughs> nice. so let's I want to see uh, we summon the darkness too with just just her <laughs> going on revenge yes yes <laughs> Stephen um it's a movie it is you're so right it's a movie and i saw it you are right i saw the yeah. shit out of it <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah, it's, uh, Steven, it's, I agree with both of these guys i feel like it's it's disposable uh it's a disposable horror movie that has good bones and um thematically there's something there but it it needs work oh well very well said uh yeah i, I agree um it is a movie but I would say if, if you're looking for something fun, check it out. Um, I don't think you're going to be mad that you saw it. Steven, are you mad that you saw it? No. No, ah. it's not like it follows. It follows yeah. made me mad when I saw that. <laughs> did you guys did oh, the Bob did the Babadook make you mad too? I love the Babadook. Oh, I okay. love the Babadook. The Babadook is my shit. I loved oh, it, man. but man, I was mad at that kid. Oh I yeah, just, that's. Oh I think God. we talked about that. That's the whole point. That kid. And it again, is the whole point. Yeah. As, but, as oh. the only parent in this group right now, yeah. I can tell you, every parent <laughs> sometimes feels like a Babadook is burning within them, and you needs need to be summoned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've had during this quarantine time, I've had several Babadook moments. <laughs> Oh my god! Keep the top hat away from you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There was one time when she trapped the cat under a laundry hamper, oh. put a blanket over it, and said it was her throne. And then I was hearing oh. the cat cry, and I'm like, "Where's the cat?" I'm like, oh, I don't know. No. And then I looked, and I I think I did release a Babadook at that point because my voice got very <laughs> duke duke duke. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that happens. Be a parent. You'll be a nice. Babadook too. Okay. Can't wait. Can't wait. I'm happy. Um, with, I'm happy with my Lucy right now. <laughs> cats are so much better. Yeah. So <laughs> Steven, yeah. where can the people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at S Android illustration. Um, my website is for my portfolios, S Android illustration.com. And my store is at S Android illustration.bigcartel.com. So stop and buy, buy some shit, buy some yeah. shit. Buy some shit. Yeah. And you, Mark and underscore I, L underscore I, Miller. Well, I said this last week, but Stephen uh, is kicking ass. Like all of the the new 
um, like tribute posters and things like that that you've done are uh, amazing. Thank I, you. I, I really love the design sense that you got. Thank you very much. I'm having fun that. with those. Yeah. I mean, especially the, the Twilight Zone ones are really cool. I, I love those. And, and I'm, I've been catching up with Twilight Zones. Are you guys still doing the Twilight Zone podcast? My uh, One of my brothers is uh, his production company in LA. He does trailers. Mm. Um, but because everything is shut down, they yeah. had to furlough almost all their workers. Oh, no. But he's still getting some jobs, so the company's still going. But that means he's the sole editor, so he's oh, up yeah. till midnight every night at home, with yeah. also you know two kids and everything else Oof. happening. In yeah. the, you know, so like you guys no. know, it's yeah. just trying to balance everything is pretty crazy. So since he's the one no. who has all the tech stuff of the podcast, no, we haven't done any new. Ones. <laughs> no time for the Twilight Zone. Okay. No. All right. Uh, well, I can be found at uh, ML Miller Writes. I am still doing my reviews there. I'm trying to do countdowns um, up until my new countdown, which is going to be happening in October. I'm going back and I'm just uh, reposting some of the older reviews that I've had and counting down to uh, the best in every year. Those uh, have been right... so fun. I've forgotten oh, so many of those movies. And then I've been reading them. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that one. That one's yeah. awesome. Well, me too. I, I mean, a lot of those, I, I'm looking back and I'm like, I'm just going back and rewatching them just because they're just so much fun. And I have a little bit more time right now to do that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, hopefully if you've missed uh, out a couple of like a year or so, or if you, if you this is the first time you've ever done that, it's it's a nice way to kind of go through the last decade and, and uh, see some really good horror movies i think um and then uh you know i've got uh pirouette coming out it's i think you can still order it um but i i'm not sure what's gonna happen if they're gonna resolicit it or if they're just gonna um go with the orders that they got because it was in diamond when diamond shut down so i don't know what's gonna happen with that and who knows if diamond is gonna open it up or what you know who knows what's gonna happen everything is still up in the air so i don't know what's gonna happen with pirouette but it's gonna be out this year at some point but um it just might not be out at the time that i really wanted it to be which was a while back but um, <laughs> it's just not out now um and then grave transfers again um it was supposed to be out actually uh this week um in stores but again i think that that um it was right there at the perfect time i have that great luck that um it was supposed to be printed at the time that the pandemic hit and so or what it, whatever it's called the you know the mm-hmm. corona thing yeah uh and uh so it just knocked both of those off but hopefully they'll be back and i'll have uh both of them and collected in trade this year and I'm, i'll be happy about that so nice uh oh hey guys uh so um mark uh, Steven and I were talking before, I think before, while you weren't here, I think we decided to do The Gate next time if you want. Cool. I love that movie. Yeah, me too. So yeah. The Gate, I don't know if you want to do The Gate and The Gate 2, but yeah. either way, I think we should do The Gate next time. I'm very excited well, about my new t-shirt from Fright we Rags. Should, we should all be smoking e-cigarettes while we're watching it. <laughs> do you know that reference? E-cigarettes? Yeah, no. Steven, Steven Dorff is the kid. Yeah. Steven, you know, he's the he's the guy that smokes the e-cigarettes. He, oh, he, does he? I don't. He sold. He was like on the commercial for the e-cigarettes, Stephen. Oh, Hart. I didn't see that. And it's just the blue light, those blue light cigarettes. And oh, he's funny. Like, he's trying yeah. to act all cool with it. It's just <laughs> that's funny. Stephen Dorff. Uh, you can uh, help the show out if you go to Patreon.com/slash Johnny Destructo. Uh, the my comic shop, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, is still doing mail outs. If you need comic books, hit me up. Uh, you can tweet at me at JD's Hero Complex. You can go to JD's Hero Complex.com and check out my shop. That's it. 
Thank you so much for joining us. Join us next time when we talk about The Gate, starring the dwarf. Um, <laughs> thanks so much, and we will talk at you later. Uh... Until next time, smoke drugs, have premarital sex, and hey, why not go check out that strange noise in the basement? What's the worst that can happen?